The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and guests as individuals, and do not necessarily reflect those of advertisers or sponsors. This show is intended as entertainment and commentary only. The producers strive for verisimilitude, but nothing said on this podcast should be taken as fact by the listener or viewer without performing due diligence. The existence, the physical universe, is basically playful. There is no necessity for it whatsoever. It isn't going anywhere. That is to say, it doesn't have some destination that it ought to arrive at. This is Keep Your Hat On, a show by three nerdy nobodies and one nerdy kind of somebody about nothing in particular. Keep Your Hat On is brought to you by the Narrow Band Broadcast Network, NBBN, the focus is on you. By PodSquadPDX.com, painless podcasting. And by the kind support of KYHO fans everywhere via Patreon. Create on your own terms. On this episode, Andrew gets us up to speed on Medical Misadventure Part Due and why he can drink all the coffee he wants without having to go visit the little producer's room. Then Chris takes us down the old Ronco rabbit hole. But wait, there's more. Dr. Mark gives us his three songs. And Robert? Well, he's just here for eye candy. I'm your omnipresent announcer, Mr. Brumage, here to say, call now. Our hats are standing by. Anyhow, here's Andrew, Robert, Dr. Mark, and Senor Slapchop himself, Chris. And hello, and welcome back. This is Keep Your Hat On, the show where hell even we don't know where we're going to go. I'm Andrew Scott, along with my good friends, Ty, Robert Anthony, and Christopher Vacano, and Dr. Mark C.E. Peterson, and I will say this, one of us does not have to worry about bathroom breaks today. <laughs> Lovely. Thank very, you for sharing. Right, yeah. That very, was awesome. Yeah, very, very <laughs> briefly, um, for those of you who have been following along, uh, I had an issue back in June, July, where I wound up in the emergency room for a couple days. Um, kind of got bit in the, I was going to say bit in the ass, but that's not entirely right. I got bit in the kidney again uh, and wound up in the hospital again. Everything is okay. But we're just going to say that I, um, until further notice, do not have an urgency to get up and run to the bathroom. Uh, but uh, I would love to give a huge shout out to everybody up at Legacy Good Samaritan Hospital in Portland, Oregon. Uh, who I pretty much told every single worker about our podcast. Um, <laughs> Hi, folks. Right, and a number of them were actually were actually rather interested in the show. So, if you are tuning in from Legacy Good Sam or are doing it on your off time, thank you so much for your amazing care. You guys were all fabulous human beings, and I got to give a special shout out to my anesthesiologist. I did have a surgical <laughs> procedure while I was there. And I will say this, this was kind of like having a 20 minute bromance with John Hamm from, wow. from Mad Men. <laughs> cool. um, but the one thing that I really want to say about this, that, that r- touched me <laughs> in a very surprising way is, well, this is the first time that I've been put under general anesthetic since I want to say like nine. 1989. It's been a long time for me uh, being a person who winds up with a lot of medical issues. I haven't had to go under in a long time. Mm. 
and you know, I was obviously nervous. I was in the hospital as a surprise to me. Um, but this guy took the time when he was, when we, when I was being rolled into surgery and I met him for the first time, he insisted on shaking my hand. And that was a surprisingly moving gesture. Hmm. Not only did I suddenly realize that was the first time I shook somebody's hand in like 19 <laughs> months. <laughs> yeah. But wow. the other thing yeah. is for him to give such an overt, uh, you know, you're putting yourself in my hands. Here's mm-hmm. my hand. That's nice. That yeah. was a really yeah. big deal. That was sweet. But that the thing that he noticed, cool. the thing that he noticed was my tattoo. Now, if people uh, out at home haven't wow. seen, I have a tattoo on a particular finger. And I got this tattoo at a particular time in our nation's history where um, people get mm-hmm. called snowflakes. What do you know? And when I shook his hand, I shook it with, I had an IV in my right hand, so I shook it with my left hand. And he looks at that and he goes, oh, that's a really interesting tattoo. And I was like, yeah, it's my special snowflake tattoo. <laughs> and he literally grabbed my hand, held it up. I'm laying on the gurney. He held it up into the surgery, waved it around, and went, look at this guy's tattoo. Here, do it. Do the thing. Do the thing. <laughs> and the entire operating room fucking erupted. To, to go into a surgical procedure like that was surprisingly moving and put me at ease in a way that I, I'm finding hard to put into words, even though I'm using the words now. Uh, but the other thing I got to say is, <laughs> boy, did anesthetic come a long way since I was yeah. last put under. Yeah. He said, because, you know, the whole thing of count back from 100 so that they can gauge where you are in the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't bother to tell me that. He just went. Okay, I'm going to have you go to sleep for a little while. No problem. And I was like, I was trying to be a good patient and go, okay. And I just said, I'm feeling it. And then boom. And then the very next thing, boom, I'm awake, completely cogent and talking with a slightly sore throat. I didn't realize that they were going to actually intubate me. Mm -hmm. And they did. But uh, the one thing that I really wanted to carry out of that is, and it's funny is, um, you know, I do professional voiceover work. Um, ha- the day after being intubated, I sounded like fucking James Earl Jones. And I wanted to keep that. I was just like, I was thinking about t- calling my partner and saying, Hey, bring, bring a good microphone. I got some shit. I got to record here because I sound <laughs> like the golden throated God. Oh, All right, next, that's why next that podcast will be along. funny surgery stories because I have a few at this point. Oh, sure. Yeah, I figure yeah, between I, yeah between the three of us, save you, me, and Chris. Uh, yeah, now. I've got a couple of good ones, <laughs> yeah. too. Yep. But anyways, listen, folks, we're going to have a fun show today. It's not going to be all surgical talk, and my kidneys are fine, but this is Keep Your Hat on the show where hell even we don't know where we're going to go. I'm Andrew Scott. That's Dr. Mark C.E. Peterson. That is Ty Robert Anthony, and that is Christopher Picano. And we'll be right back on the other side of this break and get the show started. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Really. Hey, everybody. 
Michael, your stalwart announcer here, the voice of the Keep Your Hat On podcast. We really hope you're enjoying the shows we put out every month and the bonus goofiness we try and throw in. If you do, we'd really appreciate your support. While we'd love it if you could help us out with a monthly donation by heading over to patreon.com slash nbbn, please don't forget that you can also support us by telling your friends, relatives, the hot Amazon delivery guy, hell your potted fern, about the show, and do the like, click, and subscribe thing. That's free, and it helps us out more than you might suspect. We just want to keep putting something good out into this bananas world at this extra bananas time. And we want you along for the ride. No matter what, thanks so much for audio visualizing. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Keep Your Hat on the Show, where hell, even we don't know where we're going to go. I'm Andrew Scott, along with Ty Robert Anthony and Dr. Mark Peterson, and we're throwing it over to Chris Vacano. Um, Chris, you're taking us down the uh, memory lane of something that all us Gen Xers and Boomers uh, probably hold in our hearts with some degree of fondness. What do you have this week? Yeah, yeah. Uh, down the memory lane rabbit hole. Right. So, uh, yeah. Do you guys remember Magic Microphone? Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. Exactly. Of course I do. <laughs> Absolutely. Where do you think so, my voiceover dream started? Hey, this Christmas party is getting a little too quiet. I think it's time we liven it up with my favorite Christmas gift, Mr. Microphone. Hey, what's that? Well, you set the dial on your FM radio and testing, testing. testing. <laughs> <laughs> These kids are having a fabulous time with Mr. Microphone, the cordless microphone that actually puts your voice on the radio. It's funny. <laughs> I was I, I got to thinking about Mr. Microphone. I was I was searching around on Amazon looking at uh, looking at remote mics and and things like that. And I was like I was like you know, Mr. Microphone really sort of pioneered like Bluetooth before it was even Bluetooth. But yeah, anyway, honestly, that's, that's all beside the point. So I got to thinking about Mr. Microphone and and. The whole thought just kind of mushroomed into, you know, let's talk about Ronco. You know, Ron Papil, he uh, passed away about two months ago, so... Was it you know, that recent? Yeah, it was July oh. 28th. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, he's he's got a pretty remarkable life story. Uh, you know, the evolution that, that led to Magic Microphone and beyond... You know, well, and, to be clear, Magic Microphone was not the first Ronco product, for God's not sake. Not by a long shot. Yeah. No. It's, no, it's, and, I think it's it's probably the point where that company and that set of offerings became most visible to people because it the Mister Microphone just blew the f up. Well, and those fishermen. commercials those commercials ran all the time. And the funny thing, you know, you referenced oh, yeah. the you referenced the one we all remember with the with the cool looking kid with the blonde curly hair in the back oh, of the in convertible the, in, the, in like the yeah the 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 convertible. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. You know, and we all wanted to be that kid, right? I mean, I, I know no, I did. No, uh, no. <laughs> no. Well, I saw I'm that. A bit that younger was, that than was you. Like, I, was, I thought that was, that was the epitome of yeah, cool. Yeah, my my instant r- read on that guy was that's one of the douchebags that I don't like in high school. Uh, well, and yeah, I mean, in retrospect, I, I was thinking, you know, that yeah, but but still, uh, yeah. But what's funny about that commercial is in. Uh, the following year, 
after that commercial aired. What was that? What was that year? That was 1978. Okay. Uh, So it was like 1979 or 1980. They did a Christmas version of the commercial with like this little five-year-old kid in front of a Christmas tree on a mini bike that he had just gotten for Christmas with a magic microphone saying, hey. Oh, yeah. All the things that were appropriate then that are completely and utterly inappropriate now. Yeah, they're just completely wrong now. Yeah, so so, uh, Ron Papel founded, it wasn't originally called Ronco, it was was called the the S.J. Papel Company. So he founded this company to promote his father's products. His his father developed all sorts of cool kitchen gadgets and kitchen devices, and so he, he... built this company to start promoting that. And then he took it to TV. And 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 that's where he was inspired by the street hustling that he saw in Chicago. Yeah, hawker, hawkers. Yeah. Yeah. The guys that, that were out there, you know, just selling stuff. And he, he he figured, you know, forget the street. Let me take that to television. You know, this is this is a medium where I can reach the entire country. Yeah, and back and, at that time, we that's that's not a form of advertising that really existed. We all think that it's completely ubiquitous and always has been. Mm-hmm. But back in the late 70s, that, that's not the kind of advertising, it, even for small it products. didn't really exist. He basically invented the 30-minute infomercial. Uh-uh-uh, don't touch that dial. We're about to show a fascinating series of hard-sell commercials, the kind that run at 2 in the morning when you're most vulnerable to post-hypnotic suggestions. For and good and ill. I was, I was it, just yeah. going to ask. I wonder how, how that was that folded in because i'm i'm acutely aware of the infomercial history Mm -hmm. but i wasn't sure about how ronco fit in with that well chris is teaching it was it was kind of the original i mean he he really broke the ice on this because he actually started before the 70s you know doing the the on-air pitching he was he was doing it like back in the Back in the late 50s and 60s, early yeah, and 60s. I, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to show you the greatest kitchen appliance ever made. And I believe back then he was doing it in that, you know, how, um, you know, I grew up in, in Milwaukee, um, but this will resonate with Mark. Um, you know, a lot of local stations would give time to local producers or local sellers. Um, and, and I always remember on good days, we used to get WGN. Um, mm-hmm. and WGN had, I think between it's like eight and nine o'clock spot before they really started doing a lot of local morning television. Mm-hmm. Um, they would kick it over to a local guy or gal oh. or somebody, um, and do, um, this was back when nobody feared a 15 minute segment. And so they mm-hmm. would have two 15 minutes of local Chicago, whatever's, um, you know, doing sales and advertising and little pitches for their products. Um, and I, I know that, uh, Popeil really came and this is probably where the test bed was for this idea, uh, mm-hmm. w- was doing some of that work regionally where he was. Um, yep. but, but you're, you're, you're right in that, you know, the, the modern model that we have for an infomercial that was born of him. He, he, he is the architect. I mean, yeah. And, do you and, have a list of the greatest products, by the way, Chris? I, do, I have do and I'll jump to that in just a moment. Ooh, uh, there's one right. other piece in the history that I've got to get in here. And yeah. in the reading that I that I did, and, and I couldn't find supporting material. So I don't know if this is factual or apocryphal, okay. but word has it, he actually coined the phrase, But wait! There's more! You know, if it's, if it's apocryphal, it's appropriately placed. 
Because you figure if anybody did, it was him. Well, even if he didn't coin it, he He certainly hammered it home. Yeah, he popularized it. it. Oh, there you go, Ty. Elevated it to the greatness that it is now. Exactly. Exactly. The cultural touchstone. So uh, yeah, hit us with some of the some so, of the best so, products that we so might remember. Best products. I, I and and uh, I'm going to kick off the list simply because I just got a slap chop the other day, and and yeah, I finally the, I finally shoved that down your throat, didn't I? I, I and I love it. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> it's it's, so it's awesome. Ronco was way ahead of the slap chop with it's called Chopomatic. The secret of this remarkable machine is every time I tap on the knob, the blades rotate automatically. That's what makes Chopomatic so amazing. Which, yeah. uh, Chopomatic. All your oh, onions man. chopped to perfection without a single tear. Except for the fact that it really did right. nothing more than kind of mangle what you right. put in. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work very well. That's the one yeah. where the cross would spin about 20 yeah. degrees yeah. every time mm-hmm. it went around. So is the, is the is the hyphen omatic thing? Does that also belong to the chopomatic? Because I'm going. I went he, right he to bassomatic on, here, right? They they use it on a number of products. Yeah, uh, you figure, Mark. I think you're probably right. I think the omatic aspect of it is probably his. I wonder uh, about yeah. that because I'm seeing Dan Aykroyd now in my head. Right? Yes, fish eaters, the days of troublesome scaling, cutting, and gutting are over. Because Super Bassomatic 76 is the tool that lets you use the whole bass with no fish waste without scaling, cutting, or gutting. That's yeah. some tasty bass. Um, <laughs> bassomatic. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but, uh, yep. you know, the, the kitchen tools are really where he started out. So what else did we get in that Let's move that on realm. from Chopomatic to uh, one of their best-known products and, and best satirized products. The Vegematic. Introducing Popeil's amazing Vegematic 2. New improved cutting rings make food cutting easier than ever. Saves you time by slicing whole potatoes in only one stroke. Turns whole onions into zesty thin slices for delicious hamburgers. Slices mushrooms. Tasty juliennes from sliced carrots. Turn the dial. Slices are automatically thicker. Dial from slice to dice. Fast, easy, and sliced onions become diced by the panful. Yeah, Which, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what else is on right. the list? Keep going, Chris. Chris. Keep going. Yeah, let's 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 move on. So the last of the Omatics was the Dialomatic. It's Popeil's Dialomatic Mark IV, the quality appliance that can slice, dice, chop, slaw, julienne, and French fry. With just a turn of the dial, you can julienne carrots or julienne Swiss cheese for delicious salads. Chop onions, slice the thinnest potatoes ever, shred cabbage for tasty coleslaw. Or thin sliced tomatoes for tacos. Which was basically a mandolin slicer, oh, except yeah. that it had a little dial mechanism so that you could change, yeah. uh, you could you could create a little gap yeah, a little, uh, change, and change the, the change width the, of your slicing. Yeah. I just remember that that thing, for all its good design, um, because of the plastic that it was made of, it was hungering for your fingertips the whole thing flexed in a very dangerous way not only that but with all the vegetable juices that were generated it was a pain to wash yeah uh, because it would stain like with carrot or or tomato three so let's move further uh further on down the list into uh into all those products that improved our lives yeah so so he got away from he got away from kitchen gadgets and started developing other projects. And, and Mark, you mentioned one, uh, the Pocket Fisherman. It's the fishing invention of the century, Popeil's Pocket Fisherman, compact enough to fit glove compartment or your pocket. It's rod, reel, line, bobber, hook, the whole thing. Just flip up nylon rod, and you can cast like a pro anywhere. 
Expert or amateur will love pocket fishermen, and does it catch fish? Can you think of a more exciting gift for junior or dad at just nineteen ninety five? The pocket fisherman, um, yes. which uh, which I remember one year we all got pocket fishermen for Christmas, and of course I was like I was an eight year old kid. I tried to turn mine into a laser or a lightsaber or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, but, it was but, use case, right? Chris. Use case. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, then the inside the shell egg scrambler. Uh, is one of uh, one of theirs huge, and, uh, and then and then no. you know there were a couple other little products along the way, and then the Showtime rotisserie. That's right. It's now under a hundred dollars. Order it in black or order it in white. Then you can make a delicious six-pound chicken. Not one, but two delicious rotisserie chickens. A scrumptious, flavorful six and a half pound standing rib roast. Set it and forget it. Set it and forget it. You just set it and forget it. You just set it and you forget about it. You just set it and then forget it. Set it Absolutely. and forget it. Get it. Yeah, right. that's right. And have um, your fire extinguisher handy. And burn your house down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this was, um, I, I, I do believe this was after UL testing was instituted because UL hmm. testing for all electrical products, if I remember right, uh, came along in 19. 1979 was mm -hmm. national UL testing certification for all plug-in electric products. Huh. Um, okay. But I do I do remember that that thing was flimsy AF. Um, it's not <laughs> that it didn't do its job. It's just that it didn't do its job particularly safely, especially if you're taking a chicken and putting it in there for the better part of an hour. I think you would have done better with an easy bake oven. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, I've made some quality cupcakes in Easy Bake Ovens, buddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, baking with light bulbs. Um, eat is right. heat. Yeah, moving along to, uh, we'll just we'll just do a rundown of a couple others. Uh, the smokeless ashtray. Now, um, uh, we, we've all had that experience, I imagine. I had a couple in my house. Yeah, my dad had one. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, sort then, of worked. Like, as with almost all Ronco products, it sort of worked. Uh, <laughs> yep. It exactly. moved air. Well, yeah. And and sort of had this charcoal filter thing that, yeah, you know, Worked for two days, and then <laughs> yeah, it just sat there and stank when it wasn't on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, 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 and the ashtray itself, I mean, it was not a showpiece. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't. That you would want to display proudly in your house. Although, interestingly enough, now it would be a showpiece. It would uh, yeah, be a retro would, showpiece. Because it fits that whole kind of retro thing. Sure. Um, the electric food de dehydrator. You uh, you remember the, yeah. the the kind of cylinder thing with all the yeah. trays that stack. Now and... I will stand in defense of that. Mm -hmm. If you go out, and, I mean, yeah, you can spend tons of money, and I mean, Ty, I still live in a, a deep state of jealousy. Once you upgraded your oven, and now have a built-in dehydrator in your oven, you bastard. Uh, <laughs> but those dehydrators were. A great example of a minimalist approach to solve a problem using only the materials needed to get the job done. And those things work. And after it fell out of, um, after it fell out of uh, patent protection, now a thousand people, or a thousand oh, yeah. companies around the world make those. Oh, yeah, yeah. And those things still work perfectly. So, I was just going to say, he was really ahead of his time with some of this stuff. I mean, we laugh at some of it, but like, uh, I'm looking at the Miracle Broom, right? Which mm. which looks like a dust a devil. Shark. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, I'm looking at like the Steam Away, which now Ooh. is all yeah, over hand, the place. Steamers, or, yeah. yeah. But then they they kind of take a little turn into the dangerous well, slash the absurd. Thing, a, lot of, a lot of his products were almost sort of beta for uh, products that are just absolutely totally somebody now. got a hold of the idea and made a better mousetrap out of his made it design. better yeah, yeah exactly. how about exactly. how about the pasta maker yeah now 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 we get to my very favorite <laughs> and the last one on my list the ronco pasta maker now over here we're making just plain ordinary water pasta that's flour olive oil an egg and just a touch of water and i can't help but see look at the different shapes and the different colors. Ah, here we're making spinach linguine now, how i had one and I absolutely loved that thing. And, you know, oh. living in Seattle, of course, I was using Bob's Red Mill for, for my right. pasta because that's what you do if you live in this region. You know, you just, you just pour in a measured amount of your, of your semolina or whatever and a little bit of water and you close it and turn it on and it tumbles and it makes these little, these little pea-sized and then, and then you push it through the extractor and it does all of it for you. Yeah, um, the only thing that was wrong with that and the is pasta that pasta was uh, fantastic. It was because anytime pasta is made fresh and even halfway decently, it far surpasses dried pasta. Oh, yeah. The problem with that was that the motor for it was more powerful than <laughs> the auger and the uh, oh. the extrusion die were able to keep up with. Yeah. I don't know about you, Chris, but when I had one, I was given mm. one as a gift. Um, mm. I was popping off. The extruder, uh, uh, yeah, the, the extruder uh, die. Yeah, because you had those different dies, and, and yes, you, you I was always popping wrench, mine off, too. Yeah, you needed to wrench the fuck out of that thing to keep it in place. Mm -hmm. But again, conceptually and by design, <laughs> the Ronco stuff was actually really good. What it normally suffered from was uh, materials for production. Because mm -hmm. we didn't have the same, and I mean, look, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be here to extol the wonderful world of plastics, but we didn't have the same uh, chemical plastics uh, uh, manufacturing ability that we do now with PEP and PAL mm -hmm. and all those other types and, of and very durable and, yeah. plastics. Yeah. And so really, the ideas were good, but they were one step beyond the tensilicity of a lot of the plastics that were being used. And so they, it's not that you broke them. It's that they kind of broke themselves. They were sort of oh. built to break. I mean, break well, down. And that does actually bring up an interesting point that for the price point, because one of the other appeals of Popeil's stuff was it was priced where, was you know, cheap. the average person could afford it. Sure, you right. could go out and you could get, a, you know, a Batali uh, pasta maker uh, for, for your KitchenAid back in the 80s. And that was like four hundred dollars back in the 80s yeah and, yeah, and the ronco great. pasta maker was like 80 bucks yeah 80 bucks which you know comparing the two you're gonna go with the cheaper I'm, route i'm, I'm sorry 79.95 oh and that nickel makes a difference man it it's does. not 80 dollars it's right? not 80 dollars um, well but that brings us to another interesting point because if he didn't institute it or come up with it he was also definitely one of those people that ran with this idea that 79.95 is not 80 dollars mm -hmm. and so we will price our stuff with that differential because psychologically it helps people make a decision and, and as a guy in marketing uh right? i have this conversation with my clients all the time me personally i like round numbers Mm -hmm. I, I feel they're transparent. They're honest. What the does that facts, have to do with marketing? 
the facts show. <laughs> oh, well, Wait. You know, Ron Popeil is one of those American icons, and I really, really I is. really do look at him as an American icon because yeah, I think that's safe. Yeah, yeah, his whole approach really shaped and informed how we moved forward into the future in kind of an invisible way, guys. But um, you know, my favorite, my very yes. favorite Ronco product of all time was the LP vacuum cleaner. Yes, mm. we sell a lot of records, and records cost a lot of money. But what good is spending a lot of money if your records don't sound good because of dust and static electricity? That's why I recommend to all our customers the new record vacuum by Ronco. It's so easy to use. Just insert any size record, 33 and a third, 45s, 78s. The new record vacuum automatically vacuums away all the micro dust particles that distort sound and can damage your needle. It also eliminates static electricity buildup. The Record Vacuum by Ronco protects your records and gives you all the quality sound you paid for. It makes this sound like this. For the price of a couple of albums, protect your records and prevent damage to your needle. If you want the best possible sound from all your records, get the new Record Vacuum by Ronco. In fact, buy two or three. They really do make great Christmas gifts. Walgreens, Wilco Woolworth, Osco Drug, Family Drug Centers, Ace Hardware, Good Neighbor Pharmacies, Authorized Ronco Dealers. Swear, it worked right? all of about one day. Yeah, uh -huh. really? Yeah, it did. And and it sounded for all the world like you were buffing off all the grooves in your LP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were grinding it right uh, Yeah, You were grinding uh, the yeah. songs right off. But it, <laughs> when it worked, it did sort of work. The problem is, and this is something, too, that this whole infomercial world kind of leans on, is... It's solving a problem that you didn't really have. Yep, yeah. exactly. Um, exactly. If you just took a modicum of time to keep your LPs clean, yeah. you should never have to fucking vacuum them. Uh, those yeah, the yeah. Days. Or, or, you know, compressed, compressed air and a chamois cloth. A lint-free uh, chamois cloth. Just for legacy purposes here, Chris, if you're almost done, I'm just looking at the website. I am. And it turns out the only three things they still sell... They have a whole series of rotisseries, a whole series of food dehydrators, and the Ronkin' Pocket Fisherman. Can you think of a more exciting gift for Junior or Dad at just $19.95? Oh, right on. That's the only I am thing glad left. to hear that that survived. That's the residual that's that's the leftovers. <laughs> oh, there there yeah. is one product that my list missed that, that I was thinking of while you were talking. Oh, I got a few. Uh, and and it, 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 it we can't we can't have this conversation without mentioning it, which is the spray-on hair. GLH is not a paint or a cover-up. It's an amazing powder that clings to the tiniest hairs on your head. It actually builds on itself, leaving you with great, great-looking hair. Uh, the hair oh in my can. god! Yeah, 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 yeah. I missed yeah. that. Wow. Was it that was an also, Igor purchase? Wait, of, you mean um, you missed it? By way of not remembering it, it's not that you actively miss it. No, no, no. I don't. <laughs> Was miss that part it. of no. your routine? No. It might be part of mine. Now, do, but... do I look like I use hair in a can? <laughs> no. uh, but okay. there was also, guys. There was also the. Uh, remember the bottle jar cutter? We are unwrapping the greatest gift you will ever give to mom, dad, even the kids. It's the Ronco bottle and jar cutter, an exciting new way to recycle throwaway bottles and jars into decorative glassware, centerpieces, thousands of things. Emery cloth is included to make glasses drinking smooth. A hobby for dad, craft for the kids, or great gift for mom. 
the Ronco bottle and jar cutter, still only seven seventy-seven. Right, you make your oh. own. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. there was the 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 really absurd, like the rhinestone and stud. Introducing the rhinestone and stud center. It changes everyday clothing into exciting fashions. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, the thing. <laughs> they got on the back very quickly of a lot of popular trends, and that was as a result of, of course, uh, Urban Cowboy. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, everybody, we're going to take a quick break after we uh, return from this long wander uh, down memory lane. <laughs> I am Andrew Scott. That is Chris Ronco Popeil Vacano, and that is Ty Robert Anthony. That is Dr. Mark Peterson. We're going to be back with my three songs in just a second on the other side of this break. This is the Narrow Man Broadcast Network. We are the guys from Keep Your Hat On, and we will be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. Hi, everybody. This is Andrew Scott the host and producer of the Keep Your Hat On podcast. Look, this pandemic has been really hard on all of us. There's no question. Things were so bad for so long. Everybody locked away, praying to stay healthy, hoping for a solution. And for a while, things started legitimately getting better. But now, just when we were thinking we could get back to some kind of normal, we have the Delta variant, which is much more transmissible, like 60% more. And it makes more people sicker, including young people. We may be through with coronavirus, but coronavirus is sure the hell not through with us. Feeling helpless feels awful, but we are not helpless. Both of the MNRA vaccines are highly effective against both the Gamma and Delta variant, especially when it comes to keeping people out of the hospital. Statistically speaking, if you get either MNRA shot, your chances of getting coronavirus are very, very low. And if by some unfortunate quirk you do, your chances of passing it on are significantly lower your chances of having to be hospitalized are even lower, and your chances of dying are nearly zero. Yes, both Pfizer and Moderna are working on variant-specific boosters right now. But honestly, any shot of any kind is better than remaining unprotected. Truth is, the more unvaccinated people we have, the more mutations and variants we'll see. And there's a chance they'll be even worse than what we're dealing with now. You're sick of this, we're sick of this. So do what it takes to help fight it. Do everyone a favor, keep wearing your mask in public, stay vigilant and get your damn shot, any shot. That's how we fight this fucking virus for all of us. In the US, go to vaccines.gov or contact your local health authority worldwide to find out where to get yours today. This has been a public service message from the KYHO team.
And welcome back for the last segment of Keep Your Hat On. We are the guys from Keep Your Hat On, obviously, or else I wouldn't have said that. I'm Andrew Scott, along with my good friends Chris Vacano and Robert Anthony. And we're kicking it over to Dr. Mark C.E. Peterson for... My Three Songs. Starring... Dr. Mark Peterson. There you go. We are doing my my three three songs. songs. And it's Mark's three songs today. And Um, uh, by the way, Mark, did you notice how I timed it last time with this segment where you were actually singing along to the theme? I thought that worked out really well. Charming. (laughs) So what do you got for us? Uh, it, and it's only because I'm the only one of us old enough to have actually watched that show. Oh, bullshit. Original. I oh, watched that plenty of I watched as it in kid. reruns. Yeah. Well, Both black so, and white and color. So I have, you know, my, I like to go random. I like to randomize things. And it's like, I have to say, it's like having everything on your phone is awesome because these songs have been with me for decades now. Sure. And what was fun was like, so I'll give you the, my, the three that came up in my playlist most recently. Um, I have uh, Artie Garfunkel. Singing "Waters of March" on uh, on the one album he did on his own right. after he broke up, and it's a great Brazilian tune. Of course, you're probably aware of it. And I was just thinking about him, by the way, because I rewatched uh, Catch 22. Ooh, and hey, you might remember. Our namesake. By the way, yeah. everybody needs to go back and rewatch that freaking movie. Fuck um, yes, they do today. Which? Yeah, oh, they no, do. wait, 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 wait. The um, the original or the remake? There's a remake. Yeah, there's, there's only a, the original. A, there, there's a, there's a limited series on uh, on I think it's on Netflix. I heard I, that I that's thoroughly actually pretty. It. I heard that that's actually pretty good. It okay, was well, really I'm good. thinking. I was yeah, watching the anyhow. original, and of course, Artie Garfunkel was doing was trying to make movies. Remember, he was in Car- well, you maybe don't remember, but he was in Carnal Knowledge, for instance. Yeah, mm-hmm. with Carol Kane, that was a weird moment. Uh, and then yeah. he was also, but anyway, he showed up in Catch Twenty Two as a as a, one of the pilots. And so, pilots, yeah. Anyway, um, so I was listening to that, and um, it's interesting because uh, he shortened up the tune considerably from the original Brazilian version. Right. But it's a great, it's a great weird song. Uh, for those of you who don't know it, go listen to it. Yeah, and it's it's on our it's on our Spotify. Playlist, our My Three Songs Spotify playlist. Yeah, it's a very sophisticated chord structure. It's funny because I'm, I'm learning very to play it on, mo- I'm to play it on the it's ukulele. Really weird. Yeah. Um, uh, in fact, because that's going to be a, a hit at the next Ukulele World Congress. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Make it so. Um, I also uh, came up um, the uh, the forbidden Randy Newman song, which must never be played on radio again, Rednecks. For those, I, le- I first heard this song uh, in the dormitory at the University of South Alabama in 1976, <laughs> and it's like, because you listen to the first part of the chorus, of course, which I cannot repeat here, frankly, I'm just nah. not going to do it, but I have to say, it's like, if you listen to the whole song, it is a blistering critique of race relations in the North. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Right? And it's yeah, like... That's- it's like you think you know? You think that the rednecks are all down south? It's like, uh, no, they aren't. They're still mm-hmm. they're in all sorts of places. Uh, African Americans are free to be put in a cage in Boston and Chicago and L.A. and oh, St. Louis. Oddly timely. Mm-hmm. Interesting, isn't it? How that worked mm-hmm. out? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but a great I, I, a great album uh, and and a, and a great artist. I mean, oh. I, I I think Randy Newman 
very much like as similar to Ron Popeil, who we were just talking about. You know, he he did really amazing, influential things in music, but was always kind of quietly in the background. He, he, oh yeah, he oh was my god, yeah, prolifically never, like, in the superstar level. Well, and not uh, only that, he he and his stuff, and I mean, uh, outside of what you're talking about, Mark, for the most part, his stuff has aged really, really oh, well. It's still, yeah, awesome. of course, you can't do short people anymore, even though. You know, what he was doing was hyperbole and very deep satire. See, he right. was too sophisticated for the audience because I still remember... Way too. I still remember Short People. And if you listen to that, if you actually listen to the lyrics of Short People, it's like the whole break in the thing is Short People are just the same as everybody else and so yeah. not mm-hmm. making fun of Short People. And mm-hmm. it's like, apparently nobody listened to that part of the lyric, right? That's well, a, no, they yeah. only, they only still remember have, the main part. I was just going to say, you still have people that... Uh, Think that "Born in the USA" is this cheery song? Oh, my, oh. right, <laughs> yeah, right. I yeah. saw yeah. an interview with Springsteen where Springsteen goes, "Did they oh. listen to it? Yeah, <laughs> really? did they listen yeah. to the song? Yeah. Almost to the point where he spits on the ground about yeah. it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, yeah. what's your uh, what's your third song, Mark? Third one is uh, this this Canadian uh, uh, singer songwriter who I got to see a few years ago named oh, Corin Raymond. And you infected me with this guy mm-hmm. and I thank you for it. I've dug through and you are absolutely right about him. He is just in my wheelhouse. Uh, and I was, the song that came up in my playlist is on Hard On Things, which is on Hobo Jungle Fever Dreams. <laughs> um, I'm hard on my friends because it's hard to care for someone you love who's hardly there. I'm hard on my wallet, I'm hard for cash. I go hard until I crash. Hard on my liver, it's hard on my head. Hard to sleep when I'm high in bed with the nightmares that the morning brings. Do you understand me? Hard on things. Oh, and I got to that. see him. I got introduced to him. I went to the Stan Rogers uh, Folk Festival. Oh, nice. Uh, in Canso, Nova Scotia, oh. which is literally, if you drive east as far as possible that's canso uh it's about an hour or two north of halifax it's where the original it's where the atlantic cable first came ashore in north america right and it's like if you guys have looked that up internet kids that's how we connected back then from from where i am in in outside of milwaukee vegas is closer Wow. wow. That's how far it is. Wait, wait. So Corin Raymond was there, and it's like, I never heard this guy. My Canadian friends are all going, oh, you got to meet this guy. And of course, because it's a really casual setting, I got to talk to him for a little while. Um, he, he, his lyrics and his work, I'm going to just say this, are up there with John Prine. I they swear to really God. They really are. Listen, especially you, his lyrics. If you listen to this guy, it's all authentic as, as hell. And I will just share one funny story with you, and it wasn't this particular album, but he has one album, and I think he just did a live concert um, on the great Canadian Tire Money Caper. And what he so at Canadian Tire, it's like the um, we I think we talked about this the other day. Anyway, it's like what is Canadian Tire? It's, it's like the Fleet Farm of Canada. Yeah, but I don't know what the Fleet Farm is in the rest of the United States. It's sort of like it's one of those. Um, it, it, it's a big box sort of thing where you can buy pretty much anything you need. It's sort of a small home. Yeah, it's like a scaled yeah. down. It's a bodega version of a Home Depot. Yeah, I would say that That's with more of, with more housewares. Yeah. And less building material. So for every, you know, for like every $100 you spent, you got like $1 in Canadian Tire paper money. And and they would like come in nickels and quarter size. And so what, what, what Corin Raymond did was years ago, 
is he had all of his fans send in all of their, because everybody just keeps this shit. They never use it for anything. He yeah, sent, they they got, they, everybody's in, got a coffee can with these things full of it. them. He had his fans send in enough of this Canadian Tire money to produce one of his albums. Yeah, because oh, they nice. uh, Canadian Tire money does have an actual yeah, um, yeah. monetary equivalent. You can go in yeah. with your Canadian Tire money and turn it into actual green money. And so this was like SNH green stamps used to be. It, yeah, oh, there okay. you go. Right. And, um, and it was called Paper Nickels. So that's another album to look for. Oh, yeah. Anyway, right so on. Those are the three, uh, the three on my list. That's, that's amazing. Very that's like the original GoFundMe. <laughs> in a weird God. way it, or no actually it's more like GoFundMe eh yeah GoFundMe eh <laughs> if you go find him on YouTube uh, I bet you any place he has the story about how he did all that and that's right actually on. his storytelling skills are just like off the freaking scale so I'm a mad fan for this guy awesome and those are three fabulous uh, suggestions and of course you can find them on Spotify on our Keep Your Hat On My Three Songs podcast Go look us up on Spotify, where you can also actually listen to the audio version of our show. But honestly, people, that's kind of what we got. We're keeping it tight today. Mark's got to go yukify things. I do. And um, Ty's got to go try to live a life, because he can only cram it into Sunday now. And Chris and I get to live the life of lazy-ass content creator bachelors. But... Um, Hey, folks, thanks a lot for joining us again on Keep Your Head On Podcast. I'm Andrew Scott. That's Dr. Mark Peterson. That is Ty Robert Anthony. That's Chris Vacano. Make sure to visit our merch shop, kyhopodcast.com slash shop, and uh, support us. Get yourself a hat. Get yourself a shirt. Get yourself a face mask and keep wearing the damn thing. While supplies still last. But wait, there's more. You can all... <laughs> I stuck Boom! that. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> you can right. also support us on Patreon, which is <laughs> patreon.com slash nbbn. But until next time, everybody, this has been Keep Your Hat on the show where hell, even we don't know where we're going to go. And remember, keep your hat on. We may end up miles from here. Take care, everybody. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. Take care of your fellow man. Get your damn shots. And we'll see you next time on Keep Your Hat on. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. So long and peace. Well, there's a chunk of time you can't get back. From Portland, Oregon, this has been Keep Your Hat On, a big little show about a whole lot of nothing in particular. Keep Your Hat On is a narrow-band broadcast network production in association with PodSquadPDX.com. Andrew Scott, executive producer. Robert Anthony and Chris Vacano, associate producers. Our theme music was written and produced by Andrew Scott, along with help from Ron Kajawa. Website design and maintenance by Vacano Creative, Chris Vacano Webmaster, available at vacanocreative.com. Audio and video production by Andrew Scott, available at andrewscottmedia.com. Got ideas or comments for the show? Email us at talkback at kyhopodcast.com and don't forget to like, click, and subscribe. On behalf of the boys, I'm your announcer, Michael Brumage. Thanks for listening. Uh, I guess. It's the fishing invention of the century. The only brush with a patented rotating head. That quickly locates your lost golf ball. GLH is not a paint or a cover-up. It gives you an accurate digital readout in feet and inches. It actually builds on itself. Removes dirt, lint, ashes, hair, dandruff. Leaving you with great, great-looking hair. A hobby for dad, craft for the kids, or great gift for mom. Hey, good-looking. 
I'll be back to pick you up later. Wow, that's terrific bass. <laughs> NBBN. The Narrow Band Broadcast Network. The focus is on you.